What's up, bitches? Girl Speaks Truth here, Gemma Stone, at your service. Um, and I wanted to do a bonus episode today, kind of a fun, exciting, relevant topic, all about making excuses and how to strategize and examples of ones that have actually worked for me and hopefully can work for you too if you're the excuse kind of gal or guy, whatever. Basic guidelines. Let's let's review. Everybody makes excuses. I don't care who you are, where you, what you wear, where you're from, how much you make, whatever. Everybody makes excuses. Bottom line. I am here today to help you make them and make them better. Okay. You might be saying or thinking on the other side of this podcast. God, Jama, I've been trying to really cut down on making excuses. I'm trying to take more responsibility for my life and my actions, yada, yada, huda, hada, huda, hiza. And to you, I say, get on with your bad self, okay? Good for you. Maybe this podcast isn't for you. Turn it off. I don't care. I'm not getting paid for this. It's just for fun. But if you're saying, hey, Girl Speaks Truth, I'd really like to cut down on getting caught making excuses, I would say to you, Brava, girl. Go ahead and make more excuses. Make them more believable for the things that you don't want to do so that you can focus on the things that are really worth your time and energy on this planet. Let's break it down. There are so many wonderful and effective ways to excuse yourself from shit you don't want to do. So let's talk about some guidelines for everything from the most trivial to the most obvious, obviously blatant excuse and how to properly excuse oneself with techniques included. Ready? Okay. First of all, there is actual innocence. I'm presuming you're not going to be using this excuse because you like to fake shit when you were listening to this podcast because you are a similar person to me and I have made my fair share of excuses in my day. Sorry, past employers. Anyways, um, you know, it's as, as they say, by the way, I mean like psychologists or something. It's not a lie if you really believe it. This is the mantra of a pathological liar and you need to adopt it temporarily as needed. Not blanket, but just temporarily when involved in these excuse situations. Believe your lies, at least a little bit, a little kernel of truth in every lie you tell um, while you're telling them. And then at least have enough respect for yourselves and your elaborate scheme to remember the details later. I didn't do it. You can always claim it wasn't you who ate the last bit of Cheetos from the bag or pushed your sister off the sofa or blah, 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 blah. You know, my friend's husband claims that if he breaks a dish and his wife doesn't notice it for 48 hours or more, it's as if the dish never existed. Does a dog shit in the woods? Does a bear bear shit in the woods? We don't know. Does he? <laughs> no one sees it. Does it happen? Right? Also, you can always claim that you've been framed. Like when the copier at work jams up or they run out of sugar packets of sweet and low at your local coffee shop or Starbucks. Those are clearly situations where you were framed. Another classic. I didn't mean to do it. AKA, you didn't know what you were doing at the time. Maybe your mental capacity was diminished. You were drunk. Your short-term memory was on the fritz like Drew Barrymore in 51st Dates. So how could you possibly be expected to know you wouldn't have enough funds in your bank account to cover that charge, right? Also, maybe you're too young. 
maybe you're too inexperienced or maybe you're too old and you're senile or you're, you know, Alzheimer's early onset on Alzheimer's, whatever. Use whatever you got to your advantage. Another classic. Oops. Oh my God. It's not my fault. Okay. You did it and you really can't get out of admitting that fact, but it wasn't your fault. Totally. If you don't partake in the monthly martini gatherings at your, you know, in-laws, they will make your life a living hell. And once you're there, you're so anxiety-ridden and nervous that you have to get wasted and you end up bonking yourself out cold on the bedpost in the guest bedroom as you fall into the guest bed fully clothed. Um, you know, maybe that's just a just fine excuse for having a black eye and therefore staying home from work, you know, for at least a day. So kind of it wasn't your fault, you didn't mean to, just work it to your advantage. Another classic, I had to do it. Yes, you did it, and you will own up to the fact, but you had your justifications. You didn't clean your room because your baby brother needs a floor padded with all your clothes so that he can learn to walk and fall down without hurting himself. Um, you know, besides, I didn't have to clean until we had company, right, honey? Occasionally, side note, honesty is the best policy, but please, Use it sparingly and only when absolutely appropriate. Okay, so like I was saying, occasionally honesty is the best policy. I know, I literally can't believe I just said that. It goes against everything I I imbibe in terms of excuses. There's always an excuse, right? (laughs) I'm trying to get better about that. Anyways. Use honesty sparingly and only when appropriate. Like, sometimes the truth makes a great excuse. Seriously. Like, you know, when you want to try and kind of build a chain of credible excuses, preferably try to use one excuse, like bounce it off the other one. So like that cross-references other excuses you've used in the past, i.e. you have a major phobia of spiders, excuse one. So you haven't been able to face taking care of the infestation at your house. So you're going to need the day off from work to wait for the exterminator, excuse two, linked back to one, get it? While sitting outside in your car in the driveway with your dog, who is just as frightened as you are of spiders. And then because of all this, you know, upheaval, raucous mess, your dog may probably need some special, you know, one-on-one dog park time over the weekend. Excuse three, linked back to one to two. So you can't actually babysit for your cousin's three maniacal children after all this weekend all linked together. See how easy that is? In general, the first rule of excuses is that the devil is in the details. I'm sorry, the truth is in the details, or the truth as I like to call it. Got it. Quote unquote, get it? As you create this credible story, it has to be filled with juicy tidbits and gossip to back it up. In fact, in some instances, most instances, the more outlandish and ridiculous the lie, the more readily it's going to be believed because people want to tell their friends about it. Oh my god, I can't believe this happened. My friend literally had a foul baseball hit her in the fucking face while she was at this game. She broke her cheekbone. She took to the hospital. She, that's why she's not here. Get it? Be like the outlandish storytelling that you basically are giving them a starring role in your life. You know? Um... It's kind of like a fundamental principle of writing copy for an advertiser, right? Um, The second rule of excuses is remember your 
lies. I cannot stress this enough, people. Most of us are not pathological writers and sociopaths. So we tell a lie here and there, and then we trip up and spill the beans on each other or on each other's lies. Stop. You have to remember what you said if you're going to take the time to do it in the first place. This will also help you avoid embarrassing situations of repeating the same excuse over and over again to the same people. Remember your lies. It's easy, okay? It's not that hard. Remember that exaggeration is your friend. From exaggeration is born the sort of true excuse. This excuse is easy to come up with because it's kind of true. It really happened to you or someone you know, maybe someone you read about, or someone you watched in a Grey's Anatomy TV episode, or some version of it happened to someone somewhere once, so why not you? I know a woman who was pulled over for speeding along the the highway, okay? When the police officer came to her window, she had worked herself into a half-hysterical crying state and explained that she was rushing to pick up her son, Oliver, from the hospital. She didn't mention that Oliver aka Ollie, was actually her dog, and the hospital was actually code word for doggy daycare. To her credit, Ollie had been pining away for her there all day, and she was late, but more importantly, she didn't get a ticket. Also, I know another lady who got pulled over once speeding because she used the excuse that there was a bee in her car, and she was allergic to bees, and she was desperately trying to get away from this potentially dangerous situation, life-threatening situation. Have I used that once or twice? Maybe. Did it happen to me ever? No. Am I allergic to bees? Yes. Did I put it all together and funnel it in myself? That's called creativity and strategic excuse telling. Okay? Take a lesson. Take notes. Um, you know, if you have trouble remembering your lies, write them down. You got an iPhone, hopefully, or a Blackberry or whatever other mobiles there are besides iPhones. You maybe keep a journal if you're old. I don't know. But you need to keep whatever it is on you at all times because A, you could fall into the wrong hands and B, you might need to reference it. Um, So those are the basic rules of excuse telling. Be specific. Remember what you said. Write it down if you need to. Write down the excuses you've used not to turn up for, you know, family events, office events, dates, all the illnesses and their variations that have kept you away from various things along the years. You might also want to keep note of interesting things that could have happened to that email or your bill or your check or your card, whatever. Write down maybe your childhood phobias. Why you can't possibly clean the bathtub, for instance, because, oh my God, spider arachnophobia or whatever. Write everything down that you can, honestly, preferably in your notes section. You never know when something might come in handy and keep listening to my podcast, obviously, because we're going to go into a little bit more details here and it only gets better. Pretty soon, you're going to get a fucking gold Bruce Jenner medal um, in the form of two balls <laughs> that he used to have as a reward for how great you are at making excuses. You're going to be able to adapt any excuse that you ever needed to give or have given or is referenced here to the circumstances of your own life on the motherfucking fly, y'all. Come on. Get with it. Let's talk pitfalls. Um, some hazards to avoid in terms of excuse giving. Reoccurring excuses. This is a little bit of a tricky one. You should not, under any circumstances, use the same excuse two years running for getting 
um, for example, to send your mom something or to call her on Mother's Day, okay? And that excuse should not ever be, it's a made of holiday, but it's by big Hallmark companies in order to make money, blah, 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 because A, you're not going to change anything by being an asshole, and B, your mother deserves better, even if she too is of the opinion that it's mostly made of holiday. So maybe one year your big bad boss made you work all day, and maybe the next year you came down with a little Sunday all day flu. No, mom, it's not caused by drinking on Saturday night. Um, you know, you can probably learn to do better than lame excuses like, oh my god, my dog ate my flowers that I was going to bring you for your birthday. Um, but again, you should never be as clueless as to forget Mother's Day, two years running, and if you do, please, dear God, don't use the same excuse. Um, but you do need to remember your phobias and allergies, like I mentioned earlier. Let's say your best friend asks you to bring shrimp cocktail to your dinner party, and you forget, and you show up empty-handed. Don't bring other people into it unless they know what you're up to and have already told you, I got your back, okay? Let's just say, well, I was on my way to the fish market. In fact, I was actually going into the door, in the door, like the revolving door, when I remembered the last time that I had shrimp. I was 10 on Christmas Eve, and my dad had wanted us to try it as a family, and I ate a piece of it. My throat started to swell up. I got red, itchy rash all over me, and my parents ended up having to take me to the emergency room just in time to save my life. And just as you were walking into the fish market, you remember that you were never supposed to touch shrimp, even if it's wrapped in paper and plastic. So what were you supposed to do? I didn't want to ruin your party by, you know, ending up in the emergency room and having touched it. And I didn't want to get anything else because I know how particular you were about your picking the things on your menu. Again, don't bring other people into it unless you have to. And you should know this, but it's an incredibly common mistake. Don't discuss anything you might have to prove, like emergency room visits or hospital stays, jury duty, doctor's visits, funerals, divorce settlements. Don't go overboard with symptoms or details. Um, you want to have a lot of both of these, but they have to be believable. Nobody calls in sick with a flu and has a headache, nausea, rain in the ears, vertigo, and numb hands, okay? And if you do have all of that going on, it's time to go to Mr. Emergency Room. It's not funny. Under no circumstances shall I begin laughing at any point during delivery, okay? Not honestly, not even a little bit. Don't, never ever. Again, I'm going to continue to help everybody with their advice giving for transforming your shitty excuse into a really great one. So let's continue on and do some like little excuse clinics. Here's an easy one. This is like kindergarten level. This is bad. Jack couldn't come to school today. Signed, my mom. Okay. Better, Jack missed school yesterday because he had bronchoidosis. Signed, Tom Mix. The best option, please excuse Jack Frost from school yesterday. He has a cold and was running a fever. Signed, Mrs. Frost. Duh. Next level. As we will continue to see, the lame-ass excuse has its place, but don't go trying to use one stupid reason as an excuse for something even stupider. For example, even if it's true, this is a bad excuse. I'm late because I got drunk last night and accidentally married my cousin in Vegas. It's bad that you're late. It's worse that you got too drunk. And to top it all off, you're a redneck. 
into idiot who probably needs glasses and definitely needs a blood test. You want to go the opposite way with your excuses, from bad to better to best. So let's take a little distance, distance yourself, be a little better, and cast yourself in a better light, right? I'm so sorry I'm late. My cousin got drunk last night and married her high school boyfriend, and somehow I got roped into being their best woman, or her maid of honor, whatever. Or, to really do it right, oh my god, I'm so sorry I was late. I was the DD last night. I had to take my drunk cousin home from her own quickie wedding in Vegas last night. And when she woke up in this morning and realized what she'd done, I literally had to console her for hours and help her find a lawyer. Don't come up with something people will hate you for. Moral of the story. Basically, you want to come up with something that will make people kind of feel sorry for you almost, but you don't want to implicate yourself in anything too criminal or bad, like chronic drug use, embezzling, grand larceny, whatever. If you are caught, you'd better think fast and come up with the best good Samaritan reason you can. I'm in jail and I didn't make it to the wedding out of state because I was caught smuggling marijuana across state lines in my bra and I was charged with smoking possession, but I had to try to bring this weed to my aunt who suffers from, you know, chronic blah, 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 whatever. Don't say cancer. Never admit she's fun to get high with, etc. You've never inhaled it yourself. And don't come up with something people will hate you for. I don't feel sorry for you that you have to go shopping with your mom when she's in town. I don't care how annoying she is. You're getting free shit shut the fuck up so moving onward don't waste your time feeling guilty about missing a social event or office picnic happy hour whatever or an entire work week excuse yourself in a way that will leave everyone impressed with what a wonderful person you are or feeling slightly sorry for you or both are bad excuses or worse no excuse at all hurting the feelings of those who you love or are otherwise beholden to step the fuck up to the plate people fib a little limber up your moral muscle, and best of all, get away with it without hurting anyone, right? The next lesson in the big book of excuses via Girl Speaks Truth. Fake and don't flake, okay? What are your excuses for not showing up? You don't want to be known as a flake, especially if you have blonde hair. And I don't care if it comes out of a bottle or takes three hours at the salon every six weeks, girl. If you start to be unreliable about showing up to places, you're gonna get a bad rep. To flake is to be immature and childish. People are waiting on you, maybe even depending on you. (gasps) So if you can't face showing up, you're gonna have to fake it. Faking requires thought though, even ingenuity but believe me it's worth it for instance your grandma won't understand if you don't show up at her birthday luncheon unless you explain that you've been asked to escort um president obama if he was president still when he comes to town for a fundraiser assuming she's a diehard obama fan but don't go overboard. Do not be tempted to say you will make it up to her by getting an autographed photo of the two of you for her mantelpiece. That makes a big old problem, and then you'll have to go track down Obama and make a contribution. I mean, I don't know. And if it's going to get that complicated, you might as well just go and have lunch with a bunch of 80-year-old women. Actually, you probably could learn a lot from these bitches. 
um, you know, and surely your boss is going to understand that you need to skip the team building trip to the ropes course at camp, whatever, yada, in the middle of nowhere, because it happens to conflict with your grandfather's birthday. You don't need to say it would be his 112th if the dear man was still with us. May he RIP. You know what I mean? And of course, there's faking being sick, so you don't have to go to work. Everything from an allergy to a migraine to a flare-up of that good old IBS. Yep, you gotta get down and dirty sometimes. But not just calling into work there. Like, there's so many occasions that call for a flake out. It's not just calling in for work, honestly. When your friends and family want your help, you know, moving, doing a major chore, babysitting. When you can't face the 17th holiday party this month of December. You know, when you feel like your head's going to explode if you have to volunteer for one more event at blah, 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 insert annoying event here. There are not enough hours in the day to get the most basic working, sleeping, eating, bathing ratio down. And you clearly already have enough to do, so get to motherfucking flaking. Let's go back to basics, okay? Um, You know... Apparently, calling in fake sick is like on the rise or something, probably because people are getting fewer sick days, personal days, etc. Um, whatever. If you're like me, you sacrifice sleep first, but after a month or so of not getting enough of it, it's time to call in sick so you can lie in bed and recuperate all day. Almost everyone has called in sick with a bogus excuse at one point or another, so why shouldn't you? I can hear your mother, and probably mine too, hey mom, in the background saying, let you jump off a bridge if everyone else was doing it? Well, mother, it depends on the height of the bridge, and the water conditions, and the air, and water temperatures factored into all the above, um, against the potential embarrassment of being the only one left standing on said bridge. So take that, motherfucker. Just kidding, I would never call my mother motherfucker, but you get my drift, right? Getting fake sick can help you get out of almost anything in style. Know your symptoms and K-I-S-S, aka kiss, aka keep it simple, you sick bitch. If you've got a cold, rough up your voice a bit on the phone, smoke a cigarette if you have to, take seven minutes off your life, rough up your, you know, rub your eyes if you're faking the onset of an allergy attack that's, you know, going to get you out of a dinner with your husband's golf buddies, etc. Don't get carried away though. Don't go into full-blown Julie Roberts pretty woman mode, okay? Someone told me once about their coworker who thought he was getting all fancy pants and it backfired on him. He called his boss early in the morning with a bad case of diarrhea. He telephoned from the bathroom where he had several glasses of water on hand so he could make a realistic sound effect as they talked. Everything went fine until he dropped the actual glass into the toilet by accident and it shattered. His boss gasped on the other end and said, oh my god, what the was that? But he was laughing so hard by this point that it was all he could do to blurt out, I'm sure I'll be feeling better tomorrow and hang up quickly. Okay. Luckily in the situation, the boss didn't follow up with it, didn't say anything the next day. He didn't have a history of it. He got away with it. Phew. If you're calling in fake sick to work, always offer something semi-chronic, i.e. vertigo, asthma, arthritis, etc. based on age. In terms of illnesses, I would always go for something that's somewhat chronic, like I said, at least at work where people don't know you that well. By this, I mean you want to talk about your allergies, your vertigo, your asthma, any chance you get. These can all have symptoms that are not necessarily visible, and they can also have potentially particularly bad and painful moments, 
also known as flare-ups or episodes. Talk about your symptoms like it's slightly awkward moments. This will make people feel uncomfortable and less likely to want to get to know you or your illness more, which will also have the added bonus of getting you off the hook for any social occasions with your coworkers. But don't just confine yourself to illness. Injury can be a good excuse too. Like the time, let's say, I didn't get back to work the day after my vacation because I was on a jet ski and I stepped off the jet ski on a coral reef and I got a sea urchin spike stuck in my foot and I had to go to the emergency room to get it removed, okay? Someone else I knew had to take three days off for a cat bite, okay? It was really serious. He let it go for too long, he got infected and he had to have infusions of antibiotics every like four hours. He almost lost his hand. Fortunately, he made a full recovery. He's fine now. Unfortunately, everyone at the office meowed at him for the next month or two. If you're older, you might use this one not only for work, but for any task that requires the use of your fingers. I used to work with this older woman who would call in sick after a day of gardening on her day off, and she would say that her pinky finger hurt so bad that she was literally unable to move it and type slash use the cash register. Rheumatoid arthritis is legit, y'all. There's a shitload of reasons that you can use to get out of stuff. Let's just go over a few. I'll give you like a list of them. And you can just pick and choose these um, depending on your situation, what suits you, or maybe some of them will even inspire you to create your own versions even better. And please feel free to call in and tell me because I love when people one up me. It like gets me creatively inspired okay first of all here's one of them these are other excuses to use beyond getting cough cough sick maybe your oldest friend came into town last minute and is only going to be here for one day um you know maybe you got free tickets to the opera baseball game wrestling match dog show etc how could you pass that up maybe someone had to leave their baby with you due to an emergency um P.S. You could get a sound effects CD or download something off of iTunes, uh, you know, and blare it in the background for a baby crying sound effect. Maybe your family members, real or imagined, um, you know, crazy uncle, sick father-in-law, be specific. And if you do make someone up, make sure you write it down or remember it and stick with it. Um, You know, talk about them a lot, cut a picture out of a magazine so that you have a mental image of their face. That way you're less likely to slip up and forget they exist. I once got out of going to a wedding because my crazy great uncle Jimmy threatened to quote unquote blow up the plane because he thought the airline employees were being rude to him. As you can imagine, we spent several hours being interrogated by FAA security and Mr. Flight and we're now on a list of dangerous persons so we get questioned wherever we go anywhere. Thanks Uncle Jimmy. Wink wink. Maybe your landlord illegally shut off your electricity. Maybe you accidentally drove through the automatic garage door in your apartment complex before it opened. This could happen, but if it does, you're probably really tired and you should just stay home and get some rest. Sometimes a lame excuse will work wonders, like, I have a sick kid, okay? This kind of excuse um, doesn't always work. And keep in mind also that a child, as much as they bring to the table financially and burdensomely, um, is also the jackpot as far as excuses go. You got an infant? 
you've won the motherfucking lottery. Machamillions of excuses right up in there, okay? For not showing up places, for not being bright and fresh as a daisy. Um, you know, fathers get no sleep for at least six months to a year. Mothers haven't slept since their first trimester, so just tack on an additional six months of sleep deprivation. And we all know what sleep deprivation can do. It's so effective as a form of torture that people will literally say anything to get some sleep after a few days. Social faux pas. Your mental function is severely impaired and you don't have to take the blame. There's also like scientific evidence, I think, to suggest that um, after you have a baby or something and like the placenta sheds itself during the birthing process, blah, 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 um, or something. I swear I read it somewhere. I don't remember, but just try to research that and hone in on that excuse if you have a baby recently. And for the animal lover and all of us, animals provide endless good excuses for any kind of thing imaginable. I promised me cat I'd spend the whole weekend with her. I know your date still wants to go out with you after that. There's something wrong with them. Um, you know, I need to clean out my fish aquarium. I, um, I didn't bring a salad because my guinea pig was mewing when I opened the refrigerator and I didn't have enough to get both. If you live near a beach, you might be late because you had to wait for the mama sea turtle and her 250,000 babies to cross the road. Ducks also work, but turtles are slower. Just FYI. Let's talk out of control excuses. Sometimes life throws you a curveball, or maybe sometimes it doesn't, but you can think back to all those times that it has in the past and summon up that feeling of uncertainty. Then just take a deep breath, go all Zen Buddha, Buddhism on, you know, yourself and embrace the mindful moment as you realize there's nothing you can do and you're just going to have to let it go. So will anyone else who's depending on you? There's nothing they can do either. For example, I'm ovulating today, so I won't be on. You can't help it. If you want to get pregnant, you got to do what you got to do. Another example, I took Tylenol PM with codeine instead of a vitamin because the bottles looked alike and I literally can't even keep my eyes open. Another winner out of control excuse. My brother's snake cut loose and I'm afraid honestly to leave this room until he gets home. I don't know what to do. Okay. Um, if you live in the country or on a dirt road of any sorts, you can claim that they were grading the road and you got stuck behind the truck and had to turn around and go home because there was literally no way around them. If there's a big storm in your area, maybe a tree fell down and came through your window of your house or onto your car. Maybe your house is haunted and the ghost in your house kept you up all night. Maybe you had to drive to Nebraska to pick up your daughter because her father was in jail. Maybe the doorknob fell off your front door and you're literally locked into your own house. I mean, it could happen, right? Excuse clinic number three. Let's intersperse this. We've got to get you guys practicing, right? Let's say you have to go to a coworker's birthday party. You hardly even know them and they expect you to pay for dinner and bring a guest. Or maybe it's your turn to host the book club gathering and you literally just can't face it. You can always use the excuse that your family is in town and that's okay, but let's see how we could possibly make it better. For instance, better example number one, my brother just got kicked out by his girlfriend so he's staying with us for a while and I'm gonna take care of that. Even better, 
slash best my brother's girlfriend is trying to kill him because he tried to break up with her and she's mental so he literally had to get a restraining order against her but he ended up having to bring his dogs to our house too during the process and he's going to be staying with us for a while and i need to have an alarm system installed asap okay so i've got a lot of things going on sorry i'm not gonna be able to make it cha-ching So let's say you're having a really bad day. Sometimes all you need is a series of somewhat awful things to happen and it just puts you over the edge, right? The universe has it out to you. Ew, fuck you universe. Come up with a good excuse um, and stay home, Jesus. The people who are depending on you will understand why you had no choice when you launch into these tales of woe. People understand horrible sad things okay we've all had those days where you stepped in a big pile of bad luck shit and no matter what you can do you can't seem to get it off your shoe if it's one of those days slash weeks slash months where the universe just seems to have it out for you come up with a good excuse and stay home really it's not that hard let's just give you an example for instance my most recent one well we'll just say one of many um what's something along the lines of this 100 percent true story um, I woke up late for work because the alarm was set for 7.30 p.m. instead of a.m. As I was running through my apartment trying to get ready, I slipped in the bathroom and I fell on my tailbone very hard. Um, you know, after trying to cover up my disgusting acne-ridden face because I was so stressed from not missing this appointment that I'm already missing for work, um, and I tried to fluff my greasy, stringy hair up, I leave the house without my wallet, um, you know, without any cards, any payments. I realized then that it's pouring rain outside and that I had grabbed two different shoes and that my gas tank was on E. So as I'm pulling in to the gas station, because there's no way in hell I'm going to make it to work, I literally fall in the pouring rain, mud, face down next to a ga- the gas station pump, and am covered in mud, wearing two different tennis shoes for a floor move that I was supposed to be there two hours before, and I'm literally sobbing at this gas station. So what do I do? Um, I went to work, but I also got fired after that because I was showing up and not being the expert in any sense of the form because I looked like a hot fucking mess. So in that situation, typically, bake up something, come up with an excuse, say that your roommate put um, a fucking knife in your bathroom wall as a sign that you need to get the fuck out of there and you have to deal with it. Make up whatever ludicrous excuse that you've ever heard of in your entire life, whether it's from a movie or a friend or whatever, and use it because then you don't get fired. Um, I also overheard somebody telling this in a restaurant the other day. Um, This is a good excuse (laughs) example. This guy showed up several hours late to work and all he said was this simple yet very somewhat weirdly believable excuse. My roommate put food in every single shoe, pair of shoes that I own. There could be so many interesting things behind, stories behind this one, and yet that's all the information he needs to get off the hook because obviously he's having to deal with this and he's confused and he's living with this guy's a permanent situation. What does he do? He gets out of work. That's what he does. He gets out of work at least for the morning. And by then, hopefully, you're going to have your shit together and you can make your mid-afternoon meeting. 
moral of the story use an excuse as needed don't be afraid to just say you've had a really bad day so if you're anything like me which hopefully you are um my biggest flaw in life is timeliness it's not next to godliness for me it's next to nothing basically so let's talk about excuses for being late obviously you can use a lot of the excuses that have already been talked about whatever you know the principles but here are some more just in case the bridge may be late now not every city has a bridge but if you are so lucky to live in one that does know this first please um bridges offer many excuses for being late from the more obvious to the please use this only within the right season for instance oh my god bridge traffic was backed up for an hour they said on the radio so i honestly just turned around and went home so i could work from home another one i got into the bridge and traffic was so backed up that i literally sat there for so long i'm really sorry i left the house in plenty of time i think someone was going to jump or something you know it's kind of awful i remember the time my my cousin you know threatened to do that same thing sniff pretend like you're crying do not be tempted to elaborate just accept a little sympathy small noises another example i saw this sign bridge freezes sooner than roadway and then i got on the bridge and oh my god my car was literally like spinning out of control i was going so incredibly slow and i mean i had to i was gonna spin out of i was literally gonna wreck my car total my car i can't afford that so sorry sorry i'm late and then, and then the the noteworthy, I was watching the news and the river is supposed to like flood tomorrow, so I don't think I'm gonna be able to drive over the bridge to work. Don't worry about the fact that your route doesn't even take you anywhere close to the said river or bridge. Your boss doesn't need to know that. Next on our excuses for being late tour is blame it on the weather. Wet stuff, dry winds, ice, snow, heat wave. All of the above weather elements can be adapted to suit your lateness needs, okay? Brainstorm here. I want to hear some examples. What is your craziest excuse for getting out of something when you blamed it on the weather? I want to hear. Tell me. Okay, look, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. My friend once told me that she told her professor in college she was late because she had to put on her makeup. She said there was a long pause as the professor looked at her and took in the fact that she wasn't wearing any makeup and also had a black eye. Okay? Then there's, you know, my car broke down. The gas tank was leaking gas all over the road and with the price of gas, and you pay me to work here, I had to lie under the damn thing with, you know, some kind of a collection device and made out of an empty Coca-Cola bottle and a styrofoam coffee cup and then I had blah, blah, blah. Okay, that might have actually happened. I think that has actually happened to someone, but it's stranger than a fabricated lie. My dog was just hit by a go-kart going down the street. There are times when you are lucky enough to be witness to something so wonderfully or horrifically absurd that you may want to use it as an excuse. Write it down, again, like we've talked about. In fact, you'd be remiss in not sharing all the details, even if you have to go all the way home and get your camera for proof. Hopefully you have one on your phone though, right? Um, But you need to keep in mind that in our day and age of digital recording devices every citizen is a man on the street reporter covering action as it happens it's basically your civic duty as a member of our live newsfeed type society um to try and fabricate this kind of excuse and replicate it but you know as they say make it 
weird weird self right weird fucking self okay we're about to wrap up we're starting to wrap things up but let's talk about the long-term flake out slash fake out occasionally you might find yourself in the position of needing some actual real time off maybe a free trip around the world um, or an offer to work for three months in italy a little time to collect unemployment while you write that screenplay you've always dreamed about if for some reason you can't share the details of the real reason you're going and you want to leave your jobs and just come back in a couple of months or maybe you're a freelancer and you would like to work for these people again someday listen up you are going on a pilgrimage to mecca rome or mount kayabaya choose your own adventure but it's religious freedom they can't hold it against you or maybe say you were doing some charity work earthquakes poverty aids tidal wave relief work i personally couldn't use this one without spending at least part of my time off actually doing some of that work because i'd feel so guilty but teach his own moral compass you know what i mean faking having to go to a faraway funeral is a bullet proof excuse for sneaking off on vacation just don't come back with a tan or if you do have an excuse about how farmer joe's cousin that died had you working out in the field taking their place okay um here's the deal too this this excuse is so devious i wish i could take full credit but i heard it through the grapevine you know what i mean get to a large newspaper dealer that carries international newspapers buy the main one in your country of destination like your destination country and find someone in the obituary section to adopt 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 as your beloved deceased aunt or uncle tell your boss etc whoever that the preparations and funeral and wake ceremonies will take at least a week and that your family is incredibly close um you know in that old cultured kind of way old world kind of way and would never forgive you if you stayed home do your vacationing while you're there get some of those little mask cards from that funeral that you already found in the newspaper just show up for the end of the funeral you know there's always spare little memo cards hanging about and then show it off when you get back to work and talk in a very minute minor detail about said deceased uncle or aunt you might also bring a cheesy touristy gift for your boss um just as icing on the cake you're fucking welcome And that's it bitches sorry for the lengthiness but hopefully you stayed uh with me because i offered some real good shit okay um let me know what you thought of the episode i know it's kind of like a new topic and if it was helpful or not and i will talk to you bitches soon later make an excuse or don't doesn't matter at least you know how to now you're welcome bye